Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. Well, hello again. We're back. Hello, Meg. How are you today? Oh, I'm fabulous. How are you, B? I'm doing great. And I can't wait to jump into this conversation. So let's do it, shall we? Let's do it. So today we want to talk about what's holding you back, what's holding us back, and what prevents us from getting to that next level, being that person that we want to be, because there's so many different factors. And the issue that I've often found with any problem, not just this, is that if you don't reflect on the foundation of what this is, like where this comes from, if you don't have a clear understanding of the problem, then it's really hard to come up with a solution. So that's why I'm so excited to dive in today. Oh, I can't wait. Let's go. So you brought this to my attention and you were saying, let's talk about what holds you back. And the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, I get this. And if I had to just say like, right, just let's let's dive in. If one thing holds me back, I'm telling you what, it's just that like, no matter what, I have a deep seated, no matter how hard I try to fight it, fear of failure. And that is my number one thing that holds me back. Mm -hmm. So like when you say fear of failure, just to clear it up for people, you mean it not going the way you planned. It means you're going to fall on your face and just, it's not going to work out at all. I'm just trying to have people understand where you're coming from specifically. Yeah, I think it's really just that like fall flat on your face thing. And I know it's irrational. Like even as I'm saying it, I'm like, it's so ridiculous because clearly like you just get back off, get back up and try again. But for whatever reason, like the second you told me like, hey, this is what I want to talk about. That's immediately where my mind went. That's like the number one thing I thought of. And I've just been thinking that through like all day today, just like, wow, it's just for me, whatever reason even though I know better, I can't kick that old habit, I guess, of just feeling like, man, the thing that really stops me from even beginning things is just not being able to get past the fear of like, what if I don't do it right? What if I can't do it at all? Mm-hmm. Do you think about like when you're thinking about that, I think about it, I'm loving that you said that, is like the judgment from other people, like what other people might think, or you just think, you personally, it's a problem because I know I struggled with that for a long time. Like, what's this person going to think? What's that person going to think? Like, how am I going to get through this? Or is it more so like you internally, how you're feeling? I think that that's another really good, like second reason that people are held back, the fear of judgment from other people. I think that in my case, there is definitely some of that, but it's more so like judgment of myself, of myself, (laughs) like me judging my own person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I think it's, I I fall right into that same wheelhouse. And I think for me, it's more, obviously, fear of failure, a fear of judgment, but also like my self-limiting beliefs about myself. Because I think that voice in my head always comes up when things start to get hard, when things start to get difficult, when I try to try something new. And I want to get you know, get there right now. I don't want to go through the struggles. I don't want to go through the valleys. I don't want to go through the tough things. And so I often am like, well, if I I, I do want to get there, but I don't know if I can. And then that voice in my head's like, you can't. 
you can't. And it gives me all the reasons why I can't. It gives me all the reasons why. And it, of course, of ignores all the truth of the fact that I've been through hard things. I've been through difficult things. I have seen the other side. It's not always as I planned. Heavens no, it's not always as I planned. But I will say those beliefs are so strong. And if you give that negative voice that ammo, if you feed that negative voice, you're going to hear way more of it. If you if you feed that positive voice and the positivity, you can get past that. But I know I fall into that cycle all the time and just constantly trip myself up with those thoughts. If we're going down the self-limiting beliefs chain for a second, then I think for me, one of the biggest ones is like the second something is hard for me, my voice inside goes, you're just stupid. Like, that's why you can't do it. It's not that you're going to fail. It's that you can't even start at the beginning and figure anything out because your brain's just going to be like, hey, dummy, don't even bother. There's no way you can figure out such a hard thing. And that's obviously a load of crap. And I know that when I'm thinking of those things. But for some reason, I just am like, I don't know. My brain doesn't want me to believe that I can do this. And therefore, I'm going to stop. That's my self-limiting belief right there is that I'm just too dumb, which is hilarious because I am actually quite intelligent. I have like a, <laughs> I graduated. What did I even graduate? Magna, summa, whatever, cum laude that you can graduate. I'm a smart chick. I'm a smart chick. But you would never know that from the way I talk to myself internally sometimes. Yeah, that's powerful what you just said, because I think... It's very difficult when you start thinking about that because you think about the way that you speak to yourself. And that can be just a whole other thing that holds you back. And it falls right into that. But when you're thinking about how you're speaking to yourself, I often hear people talk about how they're their own worst critic, their own worst enemy. I know I am. I think you are as well for yourself. But when you hear people talk like that, often they'll say they would never talk to another person that way. Like the thoughts that go on in your head and the ammo that you're aiming at yourself and the stuff you're throwing on yourself, you would never judge another person that way. And so to your point, like that can be really crippling. But then just to piggyback on what you said, where we get this idea that every single thing I've ever learned, all the things that I've done in life, I never just was like, hey, let me just pick up this basketball and then I'm going to know how to play. Let me just start clicking on this computer and start building a website automatically. Like there's things that you never know, like where this belief comes from, where we pull this from, that it's just going to be easy. Because like you said, if it becomes difficult, then all of a sudden you're an idiot and you're not smart enough. Clearly you're not intelligent enough because every other Joe Schmo on the road is just picking this stuff up right away and having no problem. And even though intuitively we know that to be true it can stop us all can it because that when you start to give that ammo man it is such a thing but it's just like it's hilarious when you think about it because you know how intelligent you are you know the things you've accomplished and you know it's not going to be easy and even though we say that to y'all all the time we still trip up and struggle with it all the time that's i think the most frustrating and ridiculous part of all of it is like I know, I know all of it. As my brain tells me things, I'm like actively aware that I shouldn't be thinking that, like how detrimental it is, how it's going to stop me, just flat out false. And I still trip up. And that is so annoying to me because it's like, I know better and I keep doing it. I keep letting it affect me. I keep letting it stop me from even trying. Yeah. And the other thing too with that, 
And I find so many people, so I want to, don't want to forget to mention it here. I find so many people just out in life that I communicate with falling into this trap. And it is a trap because it is a lie. It's that growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on what that is, but like the growth mindset, basically you believe that you can learn and grow and do anything. You're not just born with an innate set of skills. Like a lot of people believe they're born with the way they are. They're born with what they have. And if they don't have that, if they don't have the intelligence, if they don't have the athletic ability, if they don't have this, that, you name it, that's what you're stuck with. And I hear people talk about it a lot and it, it can be discounted really easily, but I just start to listen to the world around you. And this is where we get it from. It's just projecting onto us. It's our, um, it's our conditioning, but you'll, you'll hear people say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not a patient person or I'm not really a math person or I'm not this, that, or the other. It doesn't matter what it is. When you hear people say that immediately, you're like fixed mindset, fixed mindset. That's what I hear. It's like the alarms go off in my head because it's like, Right. You might not be the most patient person, but you could you not learn strategies to cope with it a different way and maybe come out a different way and not blow up every time? Yes, you can, because I've done that in my own life. Mm-hmm. That's just the way he is. That's just the way she is. We say all kinds of things like that all the time. And Can't I mean, teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, well, okay. But I mean, if you think about that logically, of course, you can always teach an old dog new tricks. You can always grow and change. Right. And it's just a mask. It's almost like a crutch where you're like, well, that's just, you're, you're giving, you're discounting yourself. You're discounting your abilities and you're saying, well, I wasn't born that way. So I can't possibly do that. And it's just your way of put, turning the cards in your favor to not accomplish what you should be accomplishing. And it's like, don't do it. So if you ever tell yourself that you can't do it, first of all, stop yourself and really question that. Because if you start to dig, you're going to know that you actually could do that. But a lot of the traps we fall in are with that fixed versus growth mindset. And that gets us right to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is because of that, and maybe not even because of that, might even be because of laziness or something else, not to slap you with that, but it, it could be. It's this inaction. So because you're fearful, like Meg was talking about, because you think you're built a certain way and you can't possibly accomplish it, or because you don't. Maybe you don't know what direction to go. That inaction is what prevents you from getting to where you want to be. And it's definitely holding you back because it's like an anchor on your feet and you sit there day after day, like we used to, and things aren't progressing. And every day that they're not progressing, it's evidence to the fact that you are incapable of doing it and you can't do it. And it's just giving that negative voice more power when really if you didn't have to do it perfect, if you just went out there and actually took some action, that's always going to be better than sitting on the couch doing nothing. Yeah. And I mean, as you're talking about that, I'm just thinking about how the past month or so for us has just really felt like a time of inaction that we had to really fight against. And it's been difficult because you know, your mood and what's going on in your life and all of those things can really make a big difference in how you feel. And your ability to kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make it happen anyway. So, you know, yes, like, of course, you might not be in the best spot ever to do some action, but 
really trying to just fight through that. And it's not always possible. We totally understand that. But just really trying to fight through that and do even just a baby step, even just a little tiny bit of an action to kind of help yourself get the momentum. Because if you're doing something small, then maybe the next day you'll do another small thing. And then the next day you can do another small thing. And suddenly you've actually accomplished something. It might not have seemed like that when you were doing the small thing. But anytime you're just in a like spot where you feel like you just can't do the action, you just can't get moving, doing any little part of any little task is going to help you get that that vibe back, that good feel back, that ability to kind of move forward, the the thought in your brain to be like, well, it was really hard and I really struggled for a minute there, but today I did this. And while it might not seem like a lot to other people, it seemed like a really big thing for me and I'm going to use that to go into tomorrow and do the next thing. Yeah, I love that you said that. And I, I couldn't agree more because we even do a great job of discounting even taking the small steps because well, we don't really want to tell anyone about that because, oh, that was just a small thing. I should have done that. And a lot of times I knock myself down that way because I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not doing anything. I'm just not doing anything. When really I am doing a lot of things. The problem is sometimes I'm doing too much and I'm distracted on a lot of things that don't really matter and don't really move the needle. And so for me, just like you said, you can get stuck in the fact, well, this isn't some big crazy thing that I'm doing and therefore I'm doing nothing. But don't do that to yourself because you're just, again, feeding that negative self, negative voice inside because you are doing something. And like Meg said, sometimes, sometimes, and I find it most of the time for me, even that little boost of energy, that little kick in the pants I needed to just get me starting moving, Object in motion stays in motion, like getting yourself moving along the path slowly but surely and then building up to something bigger and better. But don't get stuck in the place where you're like, well, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. I don't, I don't know. And I'm, and I'm stuck here. And then also with that, don't get stuck in the place where you're distracted with things in the outside world. Because like Meg was just touching on, we were distracted with the fact that we couldn't find a house. And so like for us, that consumed us, that consumed our everyday. And it took a lot to break out of it. The difference is we've been training for years and how to do that. And even still, it was difficult. So if you're starting from square one, I don't, I want to caution you. It won't be easy, but the more you push yourself and the more you reach out and show yourself that you can do it, even small things like, man, I don't want to get outside today and do anything. Just go outside and go for a short walk. It doesn't even have to be a crazy workout. Just go out and do it. And you're going to see the difference it makes. And then it just gives you the momentum to carry forward with bigger and better things rather than just staying stagnant where you are. And another thing that could be holding you back, and this is may, this may or may not be true for everybody, but my f- gut feeling is that it's true for a lot of people, is that when you don't have a teammate, when you don't have an accountability partner, when you don't have somebody right there with you, at least in some capacity, that you might be holding yourself back a little bit because there's no one to really fight the fight with you. There's no one really to be there next to you to encourage you, love you, and and guide you through the process. So that's another thing to consider. And that's a perfect segue to what I want to talk about next. I mean, not exactly, but I think it'll fit in really well because it is important to surround yourself with people that can help you be motivated. Even just having one person that will check in on you and see how things are going makes a big difference. And you have to allow that to happen. You have to open up yourself and be vulnerable. You can't say that you don't have that, but then when someone asks, you just push them aside or you discount what they're trying to say, or you don't want to hear it, or you're coming from 
a place of negativity and you feel like they're judging you. Like sometimes you have to open yourself up to a more vulnerable space to allow that magic to happen in your life and allow someone to come in because a lot of times we don't realize we're putting up a front and people, we can play really good roles. And so people might think we're fine, but until we open up and are clear with like, Hey, yeah, I am hurting a little bit. I do have some stuff going on, but you got to, a lot of times allow yourself to open up, to allow other people to open up to you and want to help. Because if you're putting out a great, good enough show, people don't understand that you might be hurting and you're actually limiting that by the fact that you're not opening up. And even just the simple act of doing that, even opening up, regardless of who it's to or what advice or feedback they give, sometimes just the simple act of having done that can really free free your mind, free your soul, and get you back on a track where you're able to stop holding yourself back and start taking some action. I think that many times it's been so much of like a mental block that keeps me back. And once I've allowed that kind of to leave my body, to leave my presence, to free my mind, then I find that all of a sudden I'm able to be creative. I'm able to have thoughts and believe in myself again and be ready to take on new challenges. Yeah. And the dangerous part with that though, in opening yourself up and bringing other people in is the other thing I find the trap people falling into is then shifting the blame onto other people. Shifting the blame onto the past, like maybe how your parents raised you, maybe how your past relationships went, maybe your current friend group, whatever it is, maybe it's just the government or the outside world, like what people grab onto now, that seems pretty, pretty strong. But shifting the blame to that for why you're not doing what you need to do. When I think if we all are honest with ourselves and we look deep down, we realize that you are way more in control of a lot of the things that you're doing then you want to give yourself credit for. And I'm guilty of it too, y'all. I mean, I, I, I'll put the blame on someone else. I'll put the blame on, you know, this past year of all the COVID stuff. I'll put the blame on, you know, someone else for not being where I need to be when really you're just shifting the blame off yourself. And it might make you feel better in the current moment, but you're not helping future you at all. Yeah. And I don't think that you even have to have been open to anyone to have that be a thing for you. I think that you can, no matter what you're experiencing outside or sharing on the outside, you can definitely be going through that internally too. And really just blaming circumstances or other people for what's, what's not happening to you at the current time. Yeah. And it's so easy too, because again, you look out in the world and that's what everyone else is doing. They're pointing the finger at this or that political party. They're pointing the finger at this or that, you know, country thing, whatever the state you live in. I, I don't know. There's so many different things where you just see people pointing the finger at someone else for the reason that they're not where they want to be when they're not doing anything that's helping themselves. And listen, I'm not judging. I've been there myself. I, I've waited for other people to do things that I could have done myself. And it took me a lot of time to realize that I was in control, that I was captain of my ship. And granted, I can't control everyone else's ship out there because crazy stuff will happen. But when you realize that you're in control of your own ship and how you show up and carry yourself every day, it can make a big difference in how you put yourself out into the world and the stuff that comes back to you in return. The other thing that I wanted to touch on is just undefined goals. So we talked about taking small steps, but the problem is we get stuck in that idea that we don't know what to do next or we don't know what to do at all. And so we don't do anything. It falls right into this action piece, but Really, as a 
way to fix that is defining some goals, even small short-term goals to make sure that you're moving on the right path. Because so often we get stuck in the fact that we're like, well, we're not doing anything like we said, but when you set forth little benchmarks, then when you accomplish those, you can pat yourself on the back and then it gives you the energy you need to move forward. But if you're just sitting there going, well, I don't know, because I just want to do this or that or the other, and it's a real broad goal that isn't defined, you're not going to know what you should do next. And not only will you not know what you should do next, you won't ever feel like you've gotten anywhere and you won't be able to have a way to track your progress. So I hope you all have realized, I mean, the real the real issue with all of this for me, and I think probably for you, I don't want to speak to you, but I'll speak to myself, is that I'm actually the problem in all of these cases, whether it's my limiting beliefs, whether it's the stories I tell myself, whether it's me blaming other people, it all comes back to the fact that it's me, that I'm the one doing it. So it's both super irritating and very enlightening. It's irritating because you know you can fix it because there's so many times now, and Meg knows this, where I'm like, I know my brain's doing these things and I want to reprogram it and I want to not go to this place and I know I'm doing it to myself. And once you know you're doing it to yourself, it's so irritating when you know you could fix it. You're the disease and you're the vaccine. Like you have the power to fix it and you're not allowing yourself to fix it. And that takes layers of pulling back That takes time. That takes identifying what's actually happening and what beliefs you're holding on to to break through that ceiling, to get past it. And even still, you can easily get dragged back into it, like we said earlier, with things that you're unsure of, with things that happen to you from other people that you don't have control over. You can get pulled back into it. But the reality is, you are in control. Maybe some of y'all need to hear that today. You are are in control. You can be the solution to many of your problems and you're not doing any favors for yourself if you're falling into some of these patterns. But a lot of times it takes reflection, it takes understanding, and it takes digging a little bit deeper on what's going on to get to the place where you can open yourself up, get past some of these things, and get to the higher self that you're trying to. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.